Hello, I'm Richard Fieldhouse and I'm in the British Library today with a, a good old friend of mine, Judith Harvey, who um, I've completely sprung this microphone on today. Um, Sarah and I were doing a podcast yesterday about the new magazine and um, I didn't know this, but Judith actually listened to the podcast this morning and um, so she, she sort of knew it. So Judith lovely to meet you today thanks ever so much for the tea and the coffee and um so how are you how are you i'm very well thank you um you see i did my homework you did i saw the email you always do with the podcast and had a listen and discovered what was going on yes yes so 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 um and people are looking at us but that doesn't matter anyway we'll soon we'll soon forget they can always listen to this online as well and i particularly i wanted to talk to you about your um article in the magazine which is as always fantastic um and it's and it's entitled bloody hell so why did you give it that title uh, well i was looking for something that would attract attention and and sum it up and um that that appeared <laughs> i think it's working as yeah. well um and so what, what's what's the what, what what led you to writing about the subject well uh, and what is the subject well the subject is a look at menstruation which I'll be frank here, it's not something that I've had to deal with personally for a while. Uh, but I, was, I had seen a number of press articles over the years. And if there's something in the press or that I've read, I was, uh, I've, I've got a whole folder of, of notes on my computer of articles and subjects that might be interesting for... Um, for an article. So that's how you do it, right? That's how I do it. Som- sometimes, like the one on robots, it comes out of the blue because I've seen something or heard something. Or the one on prescribing for shrimps, I heard a piece <laughs> by the biologist from the University of Portsmouth on the radio right. talking about how Prozac alters shrimps' behaviour. Um, the menstruation one, I, I've had a number of pieces for years and um, I've never got round to writing the article. There's always been something else until this last month when my husband has had a play on at a fringe theatre in London. What's his company called? Uh, Random Thoughts Limited. Uh, and quite frankly, that is, has overwhelmed us, the amount of work and stress it's been. And I hadn't had time to think about anything. And though we were in the middle of the run, I got to get an article done. And so I turned to my folder and had a look and I thought well let's do something on that and then there was a piece in I think in the Guardian um, which added a new dimension and I, I uh, and as it's always the way you think it's going to be about one aspect of, the, of a subject and you actually end up finding there's a lot yeah. of new stuff that you never thought of new angles and I, I think the angle was uh, and it is very current, there was more in The Guardian today, um, about how unaffordable sanitary protection is for women all around the world, and not just in poor countries, in any poor community. Because you sent me a copy of the article, yes, it was basically yes. someone was in Scotland, wasn't yes. it? Yes, um, Aberdeen has uh, put aside some money to provide sanitary protection for women who can't otherwise access it. Fantastic. Um, and... It's not just in India or Africa where girls drop out of school because they're menstruating. They haven't got they've got no sanitary protection. They can't afford it. Um, it's it's in poor communities in this country, 
and there's problems for and terrible problems for homeless women. Can you imagine mm. having no money, sleeping on the streets, and having a heavy period, having a period for a stop? Um, and there are now quite a lot of schemes for donating sanitary protection and companies will donate and they'll match donations which is well and good it's it's but it's only an elastoplast on, on a, a problem because it is very expensive yes the VAT has been reduced to five percent but even if it were abolished it's still expensive you know, companies like Tampax make huge profits and because the product's essential. Yes. Um, the other aspect is, and I think that Sarah mentioned this in the podcast, uh, that it's made of cotton, mm. which is incredibly water-intensive to grow in a, in, in a world that's drying up um, and has plastic in it, and disposed of sanitary towels, sanitary pads, even tampons. It must last, have a huge impact. Last... I, I can't remember what it is, but they take forever to rot down in landfill and think how many they are. So it's, there has to be another way of managing it other than being dependent on commercial companies. Mm. Um, and that, I think, is now arising and with recyclable, reusable pads with menstrual cups. No commercial firm has much of an interest in, in, in pushing those because they rely on the fact that women... Would there be turkeys voting for Christmas, yeah, they wouldn't would they? Yeah, indeed, absolutely. Um, so it's up to women themselves. And I quote in the article uh, several instances of people in India and I think in Malawi and I think there's somewhere else. Um, if you search the web, you'll find the information people who have recognised the problem, like the guy in India who... This banana leaf. Is that right? Um, No, there's a company, there's a little group of women in Gujarat who use a part of the banana plant, which is otherwise thrown away, Mm -hmm. um, and has actually, they managed to make it into something very acceptable, uh, absorbent, comfortable, and biodegradable uh, so no new plant is having to be grown um, the bananas would be grown anyway um, this bit of it that would be thrown away is now used it's genius it, isn't it it's absolutely, it's absolutely fantastic um, and the guy in southern India in Tamil Nadu I mean, yeah, he lost his the support of his wife his family, his mum his community while he tried out various methods. You say he lost the support? Yes, and, uh, and then she eventually came back to him, I'm glad to say, happy end. <laughs> but he, he couldn't get anybody to try out these things, so he got, uh, again, I think I'm remembering rightly, a cow's stomach yeah. from butchers, and he filled it with blood and, and created a sort of pipe and wore this strapped to his belly... Uh, to tr- um, with the blood trickling down to try out these pads to see if they worked. I mean, how many men in this country would consider doing that? But this is in rural in India. Tam- yes, in yes. Tamil Nadu. Um, got there in the end. Um, he wasn't using banana heaps or something else, I don't know what, but he's made a very simple machine which somebody with no education, somebody illiterate, can learn to use in a couple of hours. 
It's reasonably affordable with a bit of support by, say, a woman's group. Yes. Um, And they can have it in the village. They can make pads. They can sell them to local women for a very affordable price. There's no transport costs. Um, The women are empowered. Um, uh, and, And that is selling throughout India and outside India. So these are fantastic developments. But in this... It's part of, it's a step to overcoming this huge cultural barrier yes. to talking about menstruation and to admitting it and to reducing the, the um, prejudice against menstruating women throughout the world. Because that, I guess, almost needs to come first in a way, doesn't it? Or, 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 do, or can they be done together? I, I, think, I think, realistically, um, I, if... If women have decent sanitary protection, then they can complete their education, they can work in confidence, they can socialise in confidence. I mean, nobody wants to go out with blood dripping down their legs. Um, And that helps them to become acceptable. Yes. um, And to to spread a message. Uh, So I think they go hand in hand, but there's no doubt that overcoming all the prejudices will t- take a very, very long time. Yes. Uh, but it's, it, 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 it needs women to prove, to, to dare to challenge the conventions of their cultures and men to see that actually this is a good thing. It's good for me as well. And what about in, 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 in the workplace? Because in the article you talk about holiday or, 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 or um, um, breaks, monthly breaks where, where staff actually can go off. Yes, that's interesting. I mean, I think that's... Uh, it sounds a very good idea. And I remember when I was doing research, uh, I had some very quite expensive glass um, containers, which I used... I can't remember how now in the course of my research. And I remember uh, breaking them because I was clumsy. Um, and I'm thinking, well, I, I just can't, I can't do this. This is when you, you yourself it, well, yes, having a... Yes, yes, during a period, when I was, you know, at the beginning of a period. Um, but I could find something else to do. Um, but... Uh, is there a way somebody could develop some sort of simulator for us men like your chap in Tamil Nadu that we could wear that would actually cloud our consciousness and give us pain and make us whatever, have an effect on our psyche for a two or three days whilst at work. Could we as employers do this to our, our, our male staff to actually because I, as, as a bloke um, it's even hidden from, from yes, yes, us, it is. You yes know. it is well that's a very interesting idea it's like medical students having their knees tied together and their glasses smeared with Vaseline and, and plugs put in their ears so they get an idea of what it's like to be elderly. Um, well, there's the guy in Tamil Nadu's model with the, the yeah. cow's stomach. Um, <laughs> I might, might, might go to my local butchers yes. and try that yes. one out. Um, I, I think the business of menstrual leave is difficult uh, because you don't want to enshrine the idea that women are unreliable employees. Look at the problem that maternity leave causes. Yeah, yes, um, yes. And if women are going to be off, not necessarily predictably, for a few days a month, uh, I think I as an employer, employer would be anxious. Yeah. Would, would 
wonder how to manage this. I mean, maybe in 30 years' time uh, it'll be routine. Maybe in 30 years' time the way women are able to manage their periods will be different and it is less of a problem. But it remains a fact that for, for some women, heavy periods, there is no medical way of ameliorating that sufficiently. Yes. Uh, so, so not a case of getting over it, but coming to terms with it. And if we can get yes. in a way of of, 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 of yes. thinking of people employed in the GP surgery, yes. if if wouldn't it be lovely if, if we could almost celebrate it? Yeah. And then and when when or, or along those sorts of lines, it not be something that we hide, but something that we can talk about. And of course, I, I don't know if that would ever happen, but it's that's the kind of direction we need to, to, to go yes, in, rather I than think, it being a taboo. Yes, I think that's a long way ahead if it ever yeah, gets to I know. <laughs> But, um, but a, a little more openness and understanding, yeah. you know, just opening the door to it being a permissible topic. Yeah. Uh, and to that leading to imaginative ways of dealing with the problem, whether it be... Uh, in, inventing new sanitary protection or whatever it is mm. or better pain relief it, it's, it's something actually in um, in our household we have two 12 year old twins two gorgeous kids um, boy and a girl and when uh, the way we, it's been a bit odd for me because I've never had a daughter <laughs> um, but um, the way we, we sort of dealt with it uh, when it when it when it when it happened was actually with our with, with our son is actually talking about it in terms of him having his period and we, yes. you know so Tommy when's yours going to be and when's yours going to start and 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 just trying not to not certainly what our, our, our efforts and even with my the older boys who are sort of in their late teens early twenties again they've never really come across it so much so it's, it's in the house we've made it sort of quite a playful thing yes um, and uh, that's helped me actually because again I've never had sisters I've only ever had brothers. From a completely male upbringing, so um, um, and, and, and now it's this discuss, it's discussed very openly, and uh, um, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's as I say, as, as a bloke, very little female contact throughout my life. It's, it's actually been something I feel I can actually. It always worried me, but actually now I feel feel uh, it's sort of out there. It's pathetic, really, but but it's it, 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 there's the yuck factor which remains, yes. and and the history of awful cheap jokes and drives exactly the schoolboy behaviour yeah. of, of my experience and, and, and periods I don't remember any girls when I was at secondary mm. school really having periods because we I think us boys would, would, would joke about it in yes. our pathetic juvenile way and the girls would just be much more grown up and mature about it and just ignore us and mm. there goes sort of yeah. the, 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 the cycle of boys and girls at school at this, so much of it is about information whether it's for young people growing up or like um, the instance I, I quote in the article, um, the BBC reporter who went, was being um, patted down on her entry to Egypt and had, had a tampon in her jeans pocket. Um, I would encourage anybody to listening to this to go to the From Our Own Correspondent site and find the podcast because it's well worth listening to. It's well, probably about put, two months away. Well, when, we, ago, when we go live with this podcast yeah. and your article, I can put the link yeah. in the bottom there. So it'll be at the bottom of, the, um, of this blog page. Yeah. It was 
fascinating. She's fluent Egyptian Arabic speaker, but she said there's no vocabulary for periods and sanitary protection and tampons. Um, and she had to fall back on words in classical Arabic. Uh, they couldn't understand... trying to explain what it was for and how you used it and having to get everything out of her luggage and have each tampon scanned and uh, then when she was given the all clear the woman who had originally patted her down sort of leaning across and saying are these things available in Egypt? Yes, here's the, here's the information leaflet, and if you go to this shop, you know, there are a few places where they're available. Has your, has your reading come, uh, thrown any light on how menstruation has become sort of, sort of the anthropological growth of civilization? You know, how, do you anything about the, do we know about um, how the ancient Egyptians, for example, would have dealt with the there, uh, there is a little bit of evidence. Um, I must admit, I didn't go into that because in a thousand words there's a limit yeah. to how much you could cover. And the deadline was coming up. <laughs> um, but there is, there are hints at least, yes. Interesting. Yes. But again, it's what it be, I, mean, I guess as such a t- taboo subject, it probably hasn't been documented so well. And of course in a lot of cultures you had your first period and then you were pregnant, breastfeeding, pregnant, breastfeeding, pregnant, breastfeeding, repeat end times, and then dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, regular menstruation is not something that anybody experienced. When you put it in terms of that, <laughs> incredible. Well, Judith, this has been so so interesting, and um, I'm, I'm, it's wonderful to have had this opportunity to, uh, to to steal this podcast from you. So uh, we'll end it there. Thanks, thanks again ever so much, and um, um, uh, wonderful if we could perhaps team up much more often to, for some more of these. Okay, right, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs>